Welcome to Zara's Spellcast, Zara's Anchor Podcast. I am intending on keeping up with my podcast. I am just very overwhelmed and tired like everyone else trying to keep up with this pandemic fatigue. I think we all feel it and for some of us we don't realize that we're experiencing it because we're all trying to live somewhat so-called normal which will never happen. But watching others date during this whole experience has been interesting and I think tonight I will be pulling a card for this week and I think we are heading into July 13th luckily for us it's not Friday the 13th but if you're me you like Friday the 13th and so unfortunately for me it's not Friday the 13th but I have really been very busy so I, I do intend on keeping up on these podcasts because it's very fascinating because you know I'm basically well I'm a licensed hypnotist I'm good at trauma therapy the pandemic really interfered in that and now I'm on an, this online journey of spell casting witchery and dating coaching so this is where I'm coming from um, and being a licensed professional it's interesting because you always wonder if you should continue your education or if you should just cope with life as it is because there's no guarantee on your income. So I don't know about you or if you can relate to this, but don't you feel like you spend most of your time surviving, trying to survive, keep things ahead of the ball game? Because now, like if you haven't noticed, we were told to keep things in stock at home. That is, if you can keep your home, you have to be able to keep your home, too, and your vehicle and whatever else you may have. Um, but keeping a pantry stocked is like an ongoing battle. I don't know about you. Um, I did at one time have three people, like three, me, two others and me included, um, where I was, you know, we all had to make sure we had enough food. One has exited. That's a whole other story. You can watch my YouTube channel about that whole story but now it's just me and my you know my 70 year old and it's like just keeping a pantry for me and the dog and her is a challenge I can't much less imagine a family and I know people are trying to let things lax and go back and you really shouldn't but also like I'm also not dating myself because of the exhaustion and the survival that you have to do and also the fact that this viral pandemic is on the loose. I don't really feel comfortable dating people who are dating other people that may have contracted COVID because we don't know the long-term effects. And obviously we're already seeing long-term effects of poor people who are suffering with that, but I digress. But anyhow, I am really living my dating life through my clients because it's very fascinating and I'm here to share that and also here to share some viewpoint on women who are so primary, primarily and also LGBTQ, you know, who are so unfulfilled in their relationships, yet there's something in them that strives to try and try and try again with a new partner and a new partner. And people jump beds so much that is disturbing to me. 
And I'm not anyone to judge. I couldn't care less what people do. I just, you know, for myself, of course, I don't do that because I'm just slower. I'm just slower. I'm trying to teach a lot of my female clients to go slower. You can't just have three dates and then go, okay, I want to move in because the males aren't working that way, right? The heterosexuals that are, or, or the dominant partner in the LGBTQ relationship or whatever you want to call that. I'm just calling that. Please don't be offended. I'm trying to include everyone. But you can't just have two dates and expect to move in because that's what a lot of, I mean, generally also heterosexual females really want that because I don't know about you. And yes, I had remind, remembered my one of my old time exes from 12 years ago BSing to me about how women wanted equality and you women, you're women's lib and all this BS and now you're equal and now so suck it up. Yeah, you know what though? Women still make less money and they still produce more than any male on this planet. I don't care if you get artificially inseminated or if you adopt or if you give birth. You are putting out more energy and love into this planet than any heterosexual male, you know, for that matter. Unless you're going to really step up and be a really good father. I mean, there are a lot of those out there and God bless you. Or blessed be because, you know, God is really just a um, construct. But anyhow, I digress once again. And yes, women produce more and get paid less, especially stepmoms. I was one of those for a while. That's a, the biggest thankless job one could ever undertake. And I highly recommend for my younger females, do not take the role of a stepmother unless you're a provider is, well, let's just say loaded. Because I don't care what anyone says, as long as we still have to pay for things and we still need money to live, I'm sorry, but you still need a partner that's going to support you, especially if you're going to be giving birth to their offspring. So all of these males or people who get people pregnant and walk out, I'm sorry, but you are just the scum of the earth and I spent a lot of my time cursing and binding you. I also spent a lot of time, of course, over the weekend, I was very busy binding uh, women who are a threat to other females' interest. And of course, all you little hottie totties out there thinking you could steal someone's man, you should really keep that little BS in check because you never know. Anyhow, so what I'm starting to learn and what I'm starting to teach my females is, and also my LGBTQ, because some of them really get walked all over by their partner. Your partner needs to support you. And I'm sorry, I don't know who decided the financial aspect was to be excluded, but it's not to be excluded. I declare is to be included. And you need a man that's going to, or a dominant partner, or, you know, someone who's stronger, who makes more money than you, whether it be physically, emotionally, financially, they need to be there to support their partner. And if you need someone financially supportive, you need to be honest about it. You need to be upfront about it and you need to not be ashamed of it because some of you have health issues. Some of you have mental health you're struggling with and you need a supportive, even if it's just, so you make a good income, you make, you're, you're happy. That's great. You need an emotionally supportive partner Then you need to state that I need a really strong, emotionally supportive partner and not be ashamed of it. And for a lot of my females, it's I need a financially supportive partner because why? Because they have had the struggle because they have children they're taking care of for and they've been walked out on. They also have to fight for their child support. And I feel that they should, but you know, sometimes it costs money and sometimes money they just don't have. So when they move on in life and they move on to a new partner, they need a financially supportive partner. And I'm sorry if 
you're offended by that. And if you are, then it's not for you. But if you can resonate with this and you understand what I'm saying, and yes, you've maybe you've given your time to a lot of people who have just pumped it and dumped it, maybe it's time to change the way you're doing things. And that's exactly why my coaching is about this exactly why I do this podcast, because it's very fascinating to me. And I, in my life, personally, I have always been the strong financial provider for my sucky loser males who have walked all over me. And I'm telling other females, don't do that mistake. In my past life, you know, of course, I, people say, well, why did you have such a hard time in your past life when you're a magical practitioner? Well, because I was raised to be taught that my gift, my psychic ability, my strong intuition, my gifts were something to be ashamed of. And once I stepped into that power of, no, this is who I am, things have changed. And um, I, of course, currently am currently choosing to be by myself because I just love the peace and the quiet. And I am so busy. I have so many projects I'm working on. I'm writing books. I'm doing the podcast. I'm, you know, I have to also make income to survive. And I spend most of my time doing that because I don't care what anyone says. It doesn't matter what small business you have. You will have your ups and downs and you have to be prepared for what could come now. This is the thing about life that a lot of us aren't talking about is not not only do we have to think about today and tomorrow and yesterday and also a future from six months from now, we have to be prepared more than we ever have been before. So when you live in that state of preparedness, it's exhausting and it's very time consuming and it costs money. So I don't care if you have to have an extra side hustle and you have to go out there and make that extra few two or three hundred dollars to keep it up. It's worth doing. Also, if you have unplanned expenses, you never know when you need a new battery in your car or when you're going to have to get that dental work done or um, your child's going to need some you know, medical care or school supplies. And so it's this extra aspect that is also draining us. So a lot of my females are on the verge of living on the street with their children, honestly, and, and, and uh, unfortunately, and no, they all can't get care from the government, which is really, I think, I feel deep down sometimes that the, that's the goal of the government is to put everyone into little cracker boxes like rat houses and provide them a, a, like a long-term social security income that starts at the age of 18 for all I know. And we will all live in these little rat cracker boxes where they can just collapse at any moment. You know, we just saw the building collapse, right? And I think that's, what was that, Florida? I am so tired. I'm trying to, but it was horribly horrific. And I refuse to live in one of those high-rise buildings. I just refuse to. But that's where everyone's being forced to go. Also, if you notice, they're also um, transforming the malls into housing, which I think is a great idea for people who need maybe an apartment in between home and work or people who are traveling uh, or people who really just are going through college and they need a place to stay. Um, I think that's great, but I feel that unfortunately those rates of that rent will go up to what we're paying now and you'll be paying thirteen, fourteen hundred dollars for an eight by 10 room with a freaking hotel bathroom that's like half the size of a hotel room bathroom and I just feel that that's what they're going to do with everyone is just push them and cram them into little rat boxes and that's something my father used to say he was a Vietnam veteran and he would talk about people living in rat condominiums and I really always remember that I and that's what I call these high-rise buildings even if they're up supposedly upscale and luxury and I have been in those I have met millionaires who live in 
in Arizona in the Optima and these billion dollar freaking high rise things that are basically just really expensive rat hotels. They're hard to get into and they're hard to get out of and they're ridiculous. I don't know why anyone would want to live there and much less pay a million or two million for these stupid places. And I just don't understand why people don't see this happening. So I tell my females, you've got children, you want to have a child, you better find a partner that is financially able to support you. And I'm not talking 60,000 a year. I'm talking like maybe 100,000, 200,000, 300,000 a year income. Because I have met someone who made 400K and he was still poor. Not only does that person have to be good at managing money, you need to learn money management. A lot of them are horribly terrible at managing money. And that is also another reason why a lot of them get into financial uh, destitution and also even single women that don't have children and encountered many of them that are just terrible with money. And I just feel women in general, even if you're, you know, say you're my age and back in the day, we weren't taught money. We were barely lucky to understand how to use a freaking keyboard or a, a computer. We used to have those computers that would like go down all the time. And we used to use floppy disks. It's just kind of like nothing like what we have now. So you have to educate yourself and you need to learn about money management and investment and uh, I don't know, planning a budget for yourself, even if you're single. And I see so many of them putting themselves into danger because there's so much of this BBLs going on and this Botox and this Juvederm. And um, I get that you want to do that. But what happened to financially planning that out? What happened about making a savings account for these things? I feel a lot of women are doing that now because now, I mean, thanks to the wonders of plastic surgery and, of course, shorter downtimes, uh, they're just willing to go into debt because they want to look a certain way to attract the right male. But they don't understand that you can be a glass of champagne and an attractive man and a beer budget and still get nowhere and you'll still be in debt. Also, you can put yourself into debt for no reason. So you need to start planning better. That also includes planning your dating strategy, which is like something I discuss with my female clients. What is your dating strategy? What does your online profile look like? What are you saying? What are you saying? Are you saying I'm just the average Joe, Joe, and that's fine, and I don't care if you um, don't want to spend money even on a meal for McDonald's? Um, that's a problem. If that's what you're fine with, that's fine. But don't expect... Wonders expect to keep financially supporting yourself. If you can financially support yourself, congratulations, you're doing very well. But do you want to support your man? That's another thing I had. To, I've had to face that in my life, and I've just—I'm sorry. I've just never wanted to do that. Never wanted to do that. Never. Um, because I, of course, you know, I have that whole story. I also I think posted that on YouTube about how my eight-year, my first initial eight-year relationship was a sociopathic narcissist who used me to death, gaslit me and abused me and nearly killed me and uh, had many times tried to get me to financially support him, which luckily I did put my foot down because otherwise I would have had to support a healthy American-blooded male and that would have been horrible. And his daughter. So, which he never appreciated. That's why I say... Uh, being a stepmother is the the biggest thankless job most of the time. Now, of course, there are those rare families where they meet the stepchildren and the stepchildren adore them. And it's a wonderful relationship. And that's a completely different story. You have that's a great blessing. It's rare. And that's always something that I had wanted. That was always something that I tried to make happen. But you can't make people be who they are or make them be other than who they are, right? So luckily for me, I never supported the male. And I, I had nearly, he had nearly talked me into doing that. 
which I was grateful that I put my foot down. Um, and of course, that was easy for me to, you know, say, well, are you not a man? But you don't have periods. You don't have endometriosis like I do when you are a lot stronger than I am. You needed to go work doing construction to make money. You could, but you can't because you're a sissy boy. So you're going to tell me you're going to sit on your butt while I support you? I don't think so. So my females um, or my, you know, LGBTQ, if you want a partner that's going to be financially strong, you need to go for that. You need to um, not date people just because they're cute, just because you like them, just because they get a great personality, because you hit it off. It doesn't matter if you ultimately need someone that's going to be emotionally supportive, financially supportive, mentally supportive, then you need to go for that. And if you need to spend time being single, then you need to suck it up, buttercup. You need to suck it up. And with, for example, I have several of my female clients that are like, well, can't I sleep around? No, you can't. You know, I think that if also of most females quit sleeping around, then I just feel that you would probably attract better quality men and men would have to step up and be gentlemen. I know that there are men that are gentlemen out there, but we've allowed them to become, you know, dogs and I really feel that you really should protect your energy and your aura field and your sacral energy and not screw everything that walks. I had a female ask me that, well, can't I just sleep around until I meet my right person? And I'm like, no. There's a whole uh, esoteric and energetic lecture on that that I can give, but I'm not going to do that now because I do limit my podcast to 30 minutes because I do understand the general public's a very short attention span. And a lot of times they don't want to hear the female voice. Um, it's very difficult to be successful as a female, as a podcaster, as a magical, magical practitioner, because I do notice that there are males out there who, I mean, they could look like disgusting homeless hillbillies and $200,000, $300,000 will follow them and they'll be females because there's something, something about a male, right? A so-called mysterious male. But when a female voice is speaking up, it doesn't get really the respect it deserves. And um, yes, I understand we have our rights. I understand that we're equal, but we're not equal. There's still that second double standard. There's still that, well, women still make less money. There's still that happening and we still have to give birth and we still have to suffer that and we still have to provide for the children no matter where the males are. So don't tell me that. Don't tell me that. So this is why I limit this to 30 minutes. And I hope you can bear to listen to a female voice and with respect, no less, and consideration. But I tell my female clients, do not sleep around and do not sleep with men who are not going to invest in you. And I'm sorry, a dinner is not enough to equivalent to be equal, to equal the payment of sex because that's what men think. I'll pay for dinner, I'll get sex. And I think that females need to put their foot down and say no just because you buy me dinner doesn't mean you're going to uh, we're going to do that and if you don't want to purchase dinner then you shouldn't be dating now because there's plenty of escorts there's plenty of well I mean unfortunately OF pages you can go look at you don't need to build a relationship with anyone if that's what you want so my females quit sleeping or my LGBTQ quit sleeping with people that think that you're going to sleep with them on the first, second, third, fourth, fifth date. You need to give at least 90 to 100 days um, before you do because you want to weed out those losers who think that they don't have to invest in their woman or their partner. You need someone that's going to invest in you. And I'm sorry, but I don't care if you're if you have any experience with dating losers. You know that 
they're good at the slick two-faced forked tongue which you can't believe any of it. It doesn't matter how beautiful they think you are or oh, you I've never met anyone like you. You can't believe that because the what will make someone show that they do care about you is if they separate themselves from some money out of their wallet to give to you, whether that be for dinner, gifts, drinks, um, a, you know, an evening out at a nice resort, a, you know, a nice purse, um, even if you're like, hey, um, you know, hey, I mean, I'd really love it, appreciate you, give me some gas money, some grocery money, some money just to help me get through the week, you know, just as a gift even, if you can find someone that does that easily and effortlessly without it being an issue or making you feel like you owe them then you can see that this person is actually giving because when it comes down to it, people can tell you up and down all day long. They love you. They care about you. All they do is think about you. But the minute you come into hard times, all you hear is crickets. So you have to, have to, have to see if they will sacrifice a little bit of their money for you. And if they won't, then that means they're not the right person and they shouldn't be dating. Or they should be dating all the other people out there who like to sleep around and spread disease. Okay. Because let's, Let's face it, all those diseases are still out there and a lot of them can kill you. So you should really be a lot more selective. And that means, I don't know, it doesn't matter how attracted you are to somebody, spend some time seeing if there's a mind-heart connection because there's a difference between that and lust. And I'm sure you've heard that but before time and time again. But it actually is really true if you can see past your passion see past your lust you will see the person for who they are are they just talking I like you superficially you are so attractive I like this about you I love that about you um, okay so are we gonna have a deeper connection are we gonna get along with each other's families are you gonna be able to not call me I see you next Tuesday in six weeks let's say because you don't like something about me are my habits or my mannerisms going to get on your nerves and then you're going to tell me about it or are you going to be like a hidden covert narcissist slash bipolar and later flip out on me or am I later going to find out you have kids and you not tell me which I've had I've experienced that too where of course I could I knew the person had kids they did tell me and I just waited to see how long they were going to take because they were being jackasses. And of course they took forever and I had to bring up the, the topic of children for them to bring it out. And then I pointed out, wow, it's taking you nearly a year to actually open up your loser mouth and tell me and all this whole time I knew you had them. You don't want to be with someone like that. You will have to see past the superficial mask, the lies of, you're so attractive, I like you. Yeah, really, well, what's deeper than that? And I really believe that if you're serious about someone, you should do a background check, especially when it comes to males in your life, because let's just face it, they're stronger, they have more endurance, they have more time where they feel good, and they have a lot more time to waste thinking negative bad things. Um, now you want to find that person that doesn't do that, right? You want to find that person that doesn't, that hasn't raped somebody or hasn't had to try to have a underage relationship and, and rationalize it as well. She was turning 18 in the month, you know, things like that. You want to find out 
you don't want to find those things out later. The double life. If they are very deceptive or you feel if something is off, I say run away from that person or hire a detective. But if you're not willing to put that investment in it, then you can't expect them to put that investment into it. So really keep your body closed off until you get to know someone because I don't know about you, but you never know when you're going to meet the next tech Ted Bundy or um, if there's going to be another one around. I'm pretty sure there probably will be because there always is, right? How do you know that that person you're talking to that's sitting across from you at dinner isn't thinking these things? You wouldn't know at all, but yet you're so willing to go home with them. And that's to me is really disturbing that people let their guard down, especially with alcohol. If you can't handle having just one drink and if you lose it at two, then I would suggest to not drink. Um, because if you let your guard down that much, you're really putting yourself in danger, not only physically and emotionally, but also financially. There's a lot of people out there and there's a lot of scammers out there. If you hadn't noticed, it's all over Instagram. It's all over TikTok. It's all over, you know, uh, you get the emails all the time, right? Too. You get the phone calls all the time. There are very much more predators now because everyone's trying to survive. It's survival mode. So you don't want to be letting someone attach themselves to who, let's say, um, is looking to take advantage of someone because that's going to be the predominant thing that's happening now. So you really need to protect yourself. So that would, that's why I tell my female clients, don't sleep with that person. Um, of course, they don't listen to me. And when you don't listen, you learn the hard way and you will repeat your mistakes and then you will need me as a coach longer. And right now, I'm, uh, generally for those types of sessions, I'm charging $45 an hour. And I do have several of them that nearly schedule with me every other day. But if that's where you want to be in your life, that's where you want to be. But just know that your actions are putting you there. So this is really kind of like a lot of times I have this lecture with, with my clients, whoever they're digging. Have you slept with this person? If you already have, you already ruined it. Boundaries are already crossed. You have not established a standard or a tone for the relationship, which I can also continue on that. What is that? What is setting the tone and the standard for a relationship? It's just like when you start a new job, right? There's a theme. There's a tone. There's a slogan. That's why everyone has the same hat, right? Because they kind of want to make a team unified. They want to have your mindset set up for when you come into the space. This is what the game plan is. Well, same thing with the relationship because it's a team. You have to view it as a bat. It's not simply just, I'm going to fall in love and we're going to be happy forever because that's not love, that's lust. Romantic love also is another topic I can talk about. It doesn't really exist because where it exists is, of course, in the loins and in the brain. It is a momentary fleeting honeymoon phase that changes and you have to look deeper past that so if you do that before you so-called fall in love and get married or can are committed you need to see past that so that you can avoid pitfalls later which is why you see so many heartbreak stories a lot of people can't even get past the first date because perhaps they're choosing joe schmo who doesn't really want to connect with you and so he screws up and says a lot of rude things on the first date and of course, if people are going to do that, it's because they aren't willing to be emotionally vulnerable. 
they're not really willing to put it out on the table and say, well, actually, I'm just looking to have sex. I'm really not looking for a relationship. So they, they, they screw up by being jerks about things. And that's why a lot of females are like, oh, my gosh, this person was so mean to me. And it's because they aren't vulnerable. They aren't able to put it out there. And they also can't face you and say, yeah, I really just want to have sex. Not that I really don't want to hear anything you have to say. I'm just having dinner as a formality. And that's how you know dinner is a formality when they're rude to you um, while you're having your first or second date. So that's the thing. You have to start filtering out and judging before you get to that first date. What is going to give me those indications that this person is just looking for that, which is also another topic. But I try to keep my, like I said, my lectures to 30 minutes because if I add too much in, people get confused. People don't hear me. They may not even replay things and they only hear certain words, right? So this is why we just talk about one little subject at a time because changing a whole mindset which will lead to changing your behavior and your habits takes time, effort, energy, and a thought process and an awakening and a realization of, oh, I kind of get where this is coming from. I get where I made my own mistakes and how you can proceed to the future. So this is really about, yes, this isn't for the passive. This is for someone who really wants to make changes in their life. And that's what I always say about the spellcasting. You, a lot of passive, weak personalities are looking for spellcasting to do the work for them when really spellcasting is to inspire you to do the work while the energy is working for you. It's a 50-50 deal. And it's a 50-50 popsicle. It's not just... I'm going to be passive. I'm going to sneakily put this casting on somebody and the magic is just going to appear because now why? Because the magic is within you and the reason why your life is the way it is is because of what you have chosen in the past. And I'm here to tell you that it makes a big difference when you make the right decisions and make the bad, bad decisions, especially for my younger uh, clientele, the younger people listening. Because I, for personal fact, um, I sometimes feel... I should have had these kinds of conversations back when I was younger because some of the things that I went through and the wrong people I've chosen, I'm still paying for to this day. And this is also the reason why I educate people. So this is more of a, this is like a, a Caesar salad of the foundations of things you need to think about before even dating somebody and really honestly being honest what you really want. A lot of times we're like, I just want to be happy. I just want to be in love. It's not that simple. It's not that simple. What is going to take that? Is that it's going to take a list of those positive attributes that you want. And you have to be honest. Well, it would be nice if someone could help me pay for actually more than just half the mortgage or the rent. Or if they actually made breakfast for me or took me out to eat somewhere or took me away for the weekend, I would actually love that than just sitting at home with some hillbilly who just wants to screw around and doesn't really care about the consequences. You know, like, yes, he might be very charming and attractive, but what really does he bring to your table? So those are questions you have to ask yourself. Also, what are you bringing to the table? What are you willing to give back? And what can you give and what can you not give currently? That's also another thing you need to write down. So those are more topics I can talk about. Like I said, we keep it simple. We keep it under 30 minutes. And I'm already a minute and 32 over. So have a great night. Happy July. And I hope you have a cool summer as much as it can be. And good night.